Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth And gross darkness cover the people But the Lord shall arise Thank you for your blessing and thank you for your great mercy In Jesus name, Amen, Amen. Take your seats for, for however long Hallelujah um, I want us to continue praying. Do you feel like praying? Yes. Praying is important. Um, you have to spend, and you have to learn to spend a great deal of your time praying. Um, if you are a Christian, you have to really learn and master how to spend a lot of your time talking to God. Any time, any season of your life, you have to master talking to God and speaking to God. Are you with me? Are you around? Yes. So we're going to pray. And when we are praying, I want you to also to pray. Do you understand? Pray. Anytime it's time to pray, pray. And, And pray properly. Don't daydream. Don't text. Don't... Send WhatsApp. Don't respond to emails. When it's time to pray, pray. Even when you're at home and it's time to pray, pray. Switch off everything and pray. Because it's, it's an important time. It's an important time. It changes. Is it prayer? Prayer changes a lot of things in your life. And a lot of things also don't change in your life when you don't pray. A lot of things also go anyway and anyhow in your life when you don't pray. Um, Many things can be in a certain way because of the absence and the lack of prayer. And then also, when you switch the other end to and you start praying, a lot of things also change for you and favor you because you pray. Not because you imagine that you pray or you imagine, I I mean, um, I'll thank God if people pray for me. I will really thank God if people pray for me. But I don't think I've ever lived a life of someone is praying for me. Do you understand? Do you you understand what I'm saying? I've never lived a life of I'm depending on somebody's prayers. I pray like nobody ever prays for me. And I thank God and I bless God for those who ever remember me and will say a word of prayer for me. But I depend, if you like, I depend on my own prayers and the grace of God. That is, how, that is how serious I take the prayers that I pray. I don't pray like, I don't live like, oh, I can live. Somebody is um, standing somewhere praying for me or doing this. So I want us, even when you come to church and it's five minutes that we have to pray, 
I really want you to pray like your whole life depends on it. Because the truth is also that for many of us, this are only chance that we have prayed for the whole week. Is it not true? I said, is it not true? Yes, this, this, this is the only time that you've had time to pray and it's like really pray. So this is the time when, when you have to pray then you're also now checking your, your phone. Or check other times when you tried praying during the week, you know you couldn't pray. I mean, you are battling with sleep. This is the only time that you are really awake. Isn't it? Even though somebody said, oh, let's pray. We are praying from four to six. You know, you know this kind of, this kind of form prayer is not prayer. You understand? Anybody who thinks that praying on the phone is prayer is deceived. That person is deceived because you know you don't pray. And you know nobody sees you that you are not praying. Yes, you fall asleep, you wake up this. I mean, come on. Let's be serious. Yes. Yeah. Anybody who does phone prayer, that's all they you do phone prayer, you must also um, do prayer that we are all there physically. That is when that is when you even discover that ah, these people have been praying with over the phone for one hour, for two hours. They actually can't even pray for five minutes. So what have they been doing every morning when we say that we are praying? So I'm saying all this to say that this is like your real chance, your real chance to pray, even if it's for five minutes. So pray it well. Pray it well. Close your eyes and pray. If closing your eyes helps you to concentrate on your on prayer, then close your eyes and concentrate and pray. Don't look around. Don't look for anybody. It's only time to look for people. Hey, who is that guy up there? Yes. Have you seen him already? Or you also just noticed? Anyway, listen to me. So, I, I, I want us to pray this afternoon. This afternoon. And um, even if we get the chance, I would like us to pray this prayer for a few more weeks to come. I want us to pray for the Holy Spirit. You know, because I believe that it's a major element, a major force of our lives that when you have, is when you have the Holy Spirit. A lot of people uh, just limit the Holy Spirit to speaking in tongues, which is great. I mean, I thank God I speak in tongues. I thank God I speak in tongues. It's, it's, a, it's a great thing. And I speak in tongues a lot. A lot. A lot of times I speak in tongues. If, if you talk to me on the phone, you even discover, you even discover that if you tell me to hold on or to say something and you are listening, you are pretending as though you've gone away, you will discover that even as you are quiet or the, there's a break in the conversation, you see, I'm speaking in tongues. Yes, you see that I'll, I'll start praying. I'm most likely to start praying unless I fall asleep and I start snoring. Yes, but I'll, I'm likely to start praying. So it, it's important. It's, it's a great thing to speak in tongues, but there are other aspects of the Holy Spirit that believers have also ignored. You know, and the Bible says that if we, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our, our children, isn't it? To our children. Did you get nice things from your parents? Yes. How much more 
shall your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. So it's like this, this passage alone is telling us that one of the things we should pray for is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. You, you will discover, you discover that some of the things that are missing in your life or perhaps some of the things that you are not able to do or see or discern is a result of the lack of the Holy Spirit. Is it one of the one of one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit? When you have the Holy Spirit, one of the manifestations. You understand know manifestations? Manifestation is making visible. That is, you can see. You can see. And you can you can see. When, some, when someone is wearing glasses, you can see that he has an eye problem. So one of the manifestations of uh, eye problems or sight problem is the wearing of glasses. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, so oh, you, you, you can see that the person has a problem. That's why the person is wearing spectacles. Vision Express. Uh-huh. So one of the things that you see or you are supposed to see when somebody has the Holy Spirit is discerning of spirits. The person is able to discern what spirit. So usually, usually that when you read that verse, it's as though the Bible is saying that you should be able to discern evil spirits. Yes, but what about, what about good spirits? The Holy Spirit, you also should be able to see the Holy Spirit, and more about the Holy Spirit, as much as you're also supposed to see evil spirits, because you see that because of the absence of the Holy Spirit, people can't detect someone who has or operating an evil spirit. That's the first time you see something, something that could be going on, but nobody says anything. But nobody says anything because it's okay for, it's okay for them. They can't see. They can't see that this thing that is going on is actually an evil spirit. That's how someone can actually marry somebody with an evil spirit. And even when it is pointed out, the person wouldn't, wouldn't see because the person is not spiritual enough or discerning enough to see that, look, the reason why you are being told, don't do this, it's a spiritual reason. It's not beauty. It's not about beauty or handsomeness. Or um, feelings, you know, it's like it's like you love you like something, you love something. If if have you, have you not stood in the shop and music is being played and you start mm, mm, before you realize you're even singing it. Anytime, anytime, uh, anytime I, I'm trying to remember a worldly song, you say that I sing a particular song. I'll be singing. I, what's, what's the song that I sing? I feel it in my fingers. Yes. Have you, ever wondered, have you ever wondered why? Because there's a place I used to go to. Every time I enter that place, the song out here is, feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. And if you really love me, come on and let it. Yeah, I used to hear it. Anytime I go there, that's like, that's like I'm, it's not like I've ever, I don't even know who sang the song. I don't even know who it is. But I had, I, I keep hearing those words. And if you really love me, come on and let it show. And I said, this thing will fit into my preaching. <laughs> That's how come I notice uh, um, th- those songs. But well, the point I'm making is that even though it's worldly, you will see that 
It sounds nice to the ears. Your body responds nicely, but it doesn't mean it is a good thing. When we start talking about spiritual, the spiritual aspect of that song, they said that song stirs up lusts and other things that lead you into it. So it's about discernment of spirit. So you, you, you see that you say you're in a relationship, you're being told, no, it's not a good relationship, but you have feelings. And you seem to have something that's like positive feelings. But it doesn't justify, it doesn't mean that it is okay. Because something as, as, as crazy as worldly business, you can like it. You can like it, you can dance to it. I mean, it has nice rhythms and beats that you can really dance. I mean, if you have danced to, I mean, songs that are not by um, Don Moen. Yes. You like it, yeah. So, so that, that, that's why I'm saying that when, when you don't have the Holy Spirit, one of the key things that you also lack is discernment of spirits. You can't discern. You can't, you can't tell. You can't, you, can't, you can't make out what type of spirit that thing is. Because you need the Holy Spirit to be able to tell that this smiling face or this smiling person or this nice person actually has wicked spirits that can destroy you and can affect you. But you need discernment which comes from being filled with the Holy Spirit and having the Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter 11. So I want us to pray for the Holy Spirit. Would you like to pray for the Holy Spirit? And they shall come forth, verse 2. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. You know, so the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. It's like when you have the Spirit of the Lord, these, these are the branches, the branches, powerful branches that begin to show in your life. You, we see the Spirit of wisdom. Then we see the Spirit of understanding. Then we see the Spirit of counsel. Then we see the spirit of might. Then we see the spirit of knowledge. Then we see the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You see these branches. So the first thing is talking about wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom is how to do something. How to live. How to live. How to be a good student. How to be, how to, how to be a good beloved. How to be a good husband, how to be a good wife, how to be a good shepherd, how to, how to do something, how to do something. It, it, it reflects, anytime you do something, you do it well, it means that you have the spirit of wisdom. You have, in other words, you have wisdom. When you don't know how to do something, you are lacking wisdom in that area and in that aspect. And it is, it is, it is, it is a manifestation a product, an effect of the Holy Spirit. The more of the Holy Spirit you have, the wiser you become. The more of the Holy Spirit you have, the wiser you become. When you see wisdom, when you see wisdom and all the things that go to wisdom, which we, I, I can't start talking about wisdom, otherwise I'll take over the whole service to the end. When you, when you see wisdom, when you see somebody that this person is wise, he's full of wisdom. You see the fruits of wisdom. It is a spirit. He has a spirit. A spirit of wisdom. 
how to do certain things, how to do it. And then, when you see the spirit of understanding, understanding, understanding is, is why. Wisdom is how to do it. Understanding is why it is the way it is. So when you see someone who keeps on repeating, repeating a problem, the person lacks understanding. Because when you understand how something works, it's easier to operate it. It's easier to work it. But when you don't understand, you don't know what to do. Because you don't know why it's behaving the way it behaves. And you don't know why, perhaps you don't even know, you, you yourself, you yourself, permit me to say you yourself. When you yourself don't know why you do things that you do, it means that you are lacking understanding of yourself. Yeah. That's why you do some things and you keep doing some things. Which don't, which don't bring about good results in your life. But you keep doing it. And you don't even understand why you are doing it. Because you just, you just keep doing it. And you keep doing it. And the thing is affecting you. Because you are not, you are not making progress. You are going backwards. But you keep doing this. You keep giving yourself the same reason. And you keep doing the same negative thing. Because you lack understanding. But if you have the Holy Spirit, suddenly it will be like light has been turned on. And you understand. You will, you will understand your state. You understand the mistakes you have made. You will understand the things that you are supposed to do that you, 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 you discover. Why don't I do this? Why? Why is understanding? Why? That means that now you have seven reasons why. Forty reasons why. 18, you can give yourself reasons why you shouldn't do something. And you give yourself reasons why you should do something. That means understanding has come to you. Understanding has come to you. But when you can't give it, understanding is not there. You see, there are people that, there are people that have given them instructions. Do you understand instructions? So it's almost like a command. Do this. And they never did it. They never did it. You will explain that maybe they are stubborn, maybe they are this. All those things are true, but at the end of the day, the person lacks the spirit of understanding. Because when you are told to do something and you understand it, you will do it. You will do it. So as we explain, 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 so you will understand. But you will still do the opposite. Maybe that, that's where stubborn, now, and it's like another spirit kicks in. That's like pride stubbornness, whatever. But when, when you have understanding, you see that you don't need much explanations to do things because you pick it up. You pick it up because you understand what is being said. If you have the Holy Spirit, you will understand things more. Then, we have the spirit of counsel. This, this spirit, this manifestation of the Holy Spirit has become quite interesting to me because I would have thought, and I'm sure you would also have thought, that advice, advice is something that everybody would value. 
every Tom, Dick, and Harry would appreciate advice. Don't you think so? Don't you think so? That when if someone is advised, you would think that you will even listen and say, and even say, oh, there must be some truth in what he's saying. But no, people don't listen to advice. People don't take advice. It's not common. It's actually not a common thing. Most people are opposed to advice. They oppose, they oppose counsel. That's ad, counsel is advice. That I'm advising you. You are being advised with, with facts and figures sometimes to prove to you that look, this thing is this. The way you are is like understanding perhaps leads to advice. When, when, when you don't have understanding, somebody has understanding, the person perhaps will start advising you. But people don't take advice. When, so advice can come in the form of suggestion. Do this instead. Do this instead. Why don't you do this? Why don't you take this? Why don't you live this way? Why don't you stop this and do this? It's adv- advice is being given to you. But you will only appreciate advice when you have, when you have. It's not like when you have the spirit of counsel that you become a good counselor. If you have the spirit of counsel, you will appreciate advice. I've, I've this, I've just, I'm saying, I'm saying, that, that particular one has become of great interest to me because I've discovered that people are not warm and don't take a liking easily to advice. He said the, the Bible, the Bible actually says that a fool, fools, don't appreciate advice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually foolishness to be advised and then you don't like advice. I mean, you don't like it. You argue. You do something else. You change what you've been told to do. You do the opposite. One of, one of, the, one of the things I have, I've, I mean, I, I, it's one of my Christian surprises, are people that have said, go left, and they went right. Yes, it's one of the things that surprised me, and I said, Lord, help me to stay. Because it's, 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 just, it's just marvelous. It's just marvelous to see people that you give advice. You're advising, but won't receive advice. But you say, you need advice to do well. You need counsel. It's, it's, one, it's one of the things that go. It's not, you don't just need money in life. Life, you don't just need everything, money, 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 money. You don't just need money or gifts. Do you understand? So that some of what you get is the advice is what will make you rich. The counsel is what will make you prosper. Your appreciation of advice will really make a difference in your life. It will, it will make a huge difference. A huge difference. A huge difference. Advice, advice, advice. Advice. How many of you have been advised before? Yeah. Your response to advice tells you the type of spirit you have. Yeah. Your response to advice. That's why I feel that 
prayer is important. And praying for the Holy Spirit is one of the important things in your life. To pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Because the more you have, then it might... You see, when, when someone is drunk, they have different manifestations of their drinking, isn't it? Some start singing, isn't it? Some start singing. Some, some, some dance. Some talk a lot. Some throw up. Uh, some start weaving. I entered the train the other day in, in the coach. I saw a lady sitting on the seat, turned her face to the window and was just pouring it out. And there were people in the coach. I said to myself, no, I cannot sit here. <laughs> so I moved as far away, as, as far to the end. But then we got to the next stop, there was uh, an announcement that everybody should evacuate to leave that, uh, that coach. And that, that coach is closed. It can't be used. I said, oh yeah. I said to myself, yes, I know why. <laughs> you can't stay there. But it was someone manifesting drinking. She's been drinking all day. It wasn't flu. She was, she's been drinking. When you have the Holy Spirit, you don't even know how, but you see, suddenly, your attitude towards advice, I'm telling you, advice, advice. You see, don't, 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 don't turn 60 and become an evangelist of advice and start telling people that you know this thing that you are hearing. If I'd heard it, no, you heard it. You heard, you heard. Many of the people who say that thing, they heard it, they didn't do. They heard it, they didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I even watch people, they don't even have to get to 60. If they are still young, they are still young, and then you see them giving people advice that they didn't do. And they expect the people to do it. Advice. Advice. Imagine if you are listening to some advice in your life. Imagine what your life would be like today. Would it have been better? Yes. One of the things you have to know about a young person is that the Bible says that foolishness is bound. It's bound to a young. It's like it's as though being a child or being inexperienced. Yeah, being experienced goes with folly. So it has to be, you have to be separated from it. You have to be separated from foolishness. And you are separated from foolishness. Yeah, it's bound to the heart of the of, of a child. The rod of correction shall drive it from him. <laughs> yeah. we, all, we, all, we, all, we all came with a measure of foolishness. Yes. But our response to counsel, correction. Do you understand correction? Correction means don't do, don't do it like this. Do it like this. Don't go here. Go here. That's correction. We are going the wrong way. Go this way. That's correction. It's what, it's what separates you from foolishness. It's what separates you from foolishness. Not anointing oil. Correction. 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 When you're in primary school, you're not doing corrections. Spelling corrections and then maths corrections. Uh-huh, yes. 
to your teacher was just advising you that what you have done is wrong. This is the correct one. But foolishness is bound. When you see some of these things, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't exclude yourself. If I read such a verse, I won't exclude myself. I will immediately tell myself, oh, wait, if I'm, if I'm a novice in something, that means that I, have, I also have foolishness. Regardless of my age, once I'm, I'm new, I'm new in a certain area, it means I have arrived with a measure of foolishness. So I need counsel, correction, correction. One pastor once was telling, was telling his, his friends that they should, it's like they shouldn't advise him. So I was telling him that you're making a big mistake, a big mistake. I said to, I said to him, me, I'll take, I'll take advice. I'll take, if the thing is advice, I'll, I'll receive advice even from, I don't know, the least of what I'll receive advice. One of the things you never reject and you shouldn't reject from your life is advice. Value advice. You have to value it. But you need the Holy Spirit to be able to value it. The next one was the spirit of might. That is strength to accomplish things. Strength to get things done. You need strength. Instead of saying that my Basenta people are not coming. You need strength. Yes. You see, a, a, a weak person, a weak person keeps giving excuses and stories to justify his failures. There, there's, there's nothing that will be handed over to you in this life on a silver platter. You need strength to get things done. Strength. You need to be strong. Strong in your convictions. Strong. Then we have the spirit of knowledge. That is to know. To know things. To know things. Perhaps if you have the spirit of knowledge, if the Holy Spirit was working in you, so that you see that you, you will enjoy listening to messages. And you enjoy reading. The absence of reading and desiring for information means something. It says something about you. But your life, your life is just eat, sleep. Eat, eat again means that means that you have woken up. Eat again, sleep. No, that that's not life. That's not life. That's not life. Part of life is learning. You have to learn. You have to teach yourself. You have to put. You have to posture yourself to receive knowledge. You have to know. You have to know. The only reason why someone will fail an exam is because the person doesn't know enough. So the only reason why you will fail in some things in life is because you don't know enough, which means you haven't learned enough. You have to learn knowledge. You need knowledge. You need to know. Sometimes, some, sometimes we don't like to know. We don't want to know. Yes, we don't want to know because, because of the spirit of stubbornness. So as I don't tell me, I'll do it anyway. That's a fool. That's a fool. Why won't you want to know? Why won't you want to know? Why would you say don't tell? Why would you say Don't tell me I'm about to trip and fall. I said, don't tell me, but you're making noises. I said, don't tell me. I 
don't want to know. That, that's, that's how it is when you don't like to know. That, that's, that's your life. I don't want to know. I've closed my eyes and... I mean, I'm even being careful. They walk like real fools. <laughs> Till they fall. Confidently. A fool is very confident. You haven't seen a fool before. A fool is very confident. A fool is not a careful person. Like A fool is very confident. To move in their airhead, empty-headedness. And advance confidently. Confidently. They don't know much. But there, there are a lot of things you have to know. A lot of things you have to know. A lot of things you have to know. At every age. At every age, every phase, every experience. There are a lot of things you have to know. And you must be open to knowing things. Open to knowing them. Never tell yourself that you know. When you say that you know, it means you don't know anything yet. Yes. Never tell yourself that you know. Never say to yourself that you know. And then, and then afterwards, come and say that. Oh, so never fill your life. Your life with your history shouldn't be a history of sorrows. No. Made a mistake till you are twelve years old. After 12 years old, get it, get it right. Get it right. Because up to 12 years, everything you are told, you argue. You won't do. Sham do. That, now, after 12 years old, decide that now I will listen. I am going to listen. I am going to learn. I'm going to read more. Read more. Listen more. Listen more. The more you hear, the more you hear. The more you hear, the better you become. Hear more. Hear messages more. Hear messages more. The more you hear messages, the more you know. How do I know the things that I know? By listening to messages. Listening to messages. Listen, 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 listen to messages. That's how you know things. And when you know a bit more than someone, you can tell the people, who you can tell the person who doesn't know. And his pride in not knowing and acting like they know. You need to know. You need the spirit of knowledge. Knowledge. When you have the spirit of knowledge, you would want to know more. Having the spirit of knowledge doesn't mean that you will know things automatically. But now I have the spirit of knowledge, so ask me any question. Oh, no, no, that's that, that's not how it works. It's not going to work like that. How many of you think we should pray for the Holy Spirit? How many of you think you should pray for it every day, every day, every day? And then the Spirit, the last one, the, the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. That is to have regard for God, reverence for God. To do things or not do things because you know God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord introduces into your life a certain, a certain culture and a certain way of living and doing things. Because you have the fear of God. 
You have the fear of God. So you see, it, it flows through your life in different aspects because you have the fear of the Lord. You'll be afraid to do some things and you'll be afraid not to do some things because of God, because of your fear that you have for God. Have you ever met people who don't fear God? They are wicked people. Another name for someone who doesn't fear God is a wicked person. Wicked people, wicked people. Because you don't fear God. When you don't fear God, you don't fear judgment. You don't even think about judgment. You don't think about judgment. You don't think, you don't think about the, implica- in the implications of your lifestyle. The implica- because you don't have the fear of the Lord. You don't have that spirit. You don't have that spirit. It's not in you. To, to help you control yourself. Control. Keep yourself at bay. No, I can't cross this line. The fear of the Lord that will make you, that will make you a tither. Because you will know what the Bible says about it. That no, the, the tithe belongs to the Lord. You'll be, af- you'll be afraid to take what belongs to God. You'll be afraid to take what belongs to the tax man. How much more God? Unless you're not afraid, I don't know. fear of the Lord. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. Nothing, there are some things that nothing will stop you but the fear of the Lord. The only thing I will tell you that, hey, it's the fear of the Lord. Nothing will stop you. What is going to stop you? There's no policeman or, or spiritual policeman or um, church police that will stop you from doing something. It's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. If you have the spirit of the fear of the Lord, would you like to have a friend that fears the Lord? Yes. A friend that fears the Lord will be a very good friend. Be a very faithful friend. Someone who fears the Lord. Not a reckless, not someone who is reckless. Wow. It's powerful. How many of you would like to pray? Even for five minutes. I told you, be serious. Close your eyes and pray. For the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit. And the reason I was looking at someone, I said to myself, this person hasn't got discernment. That is why this person is doing all this. The person has it lacks. It's like, how, how do you even have it? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that will teach you. This person can't, can't discern. Discernment of spirit. Discernment of spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, one of the things you have is the spirit of revelation. Do you understand revelation? Things will be revealed to you. Revelation is like, it's like a secret that has been decoded. Or the thing that's covering the, the, covering the secret has been peeled off. And you see, you'll be there. You will see things and you will know things. I've sat in this chair. This very chair. I don't know whether they give me the same chair, but this particular position. I've sat here on a Sunday morning and seen things. Nobody told me. Nobody, up to today, nobody, nobody has ever opened their mouth to tell me about it, but I know. And I have found out that it was true. I sat here. I saw things. I don't see things every Sunday. Don't, don't be afraid. <laughs> it's not like, but I'm telling you, I sat here. Something I was not thinking about, or if you imagine, something just said to me that, look, look at this, look, look at this, look at this. And explain to me, is this and this and this and this. I was sitting here. I was sitting, I was sitting, not I was sitting here. Yeah. 
That's how it is. The more of the Holy Spirit is, the more you see. You don't, you don't need people to be whispering. You don't, you, don't, you don't even live by gossips. You don't even live by gossips. You see things and you know things. It's more of the Holy Spirit. More of the Holy Spirit. You can't, you can't, you'll not easily be deceived or cheated or destroyed if you have the Holy Spirit. Is it usually for those things? I usually try to tell one person before the manifestation so that I can say that, did I not tell you? Uh-huh. I usually find one, pe- one person who doesn't talk a lot. Yeah, because there's people if you share things with them, the whole world will hear of it. Then it becomes a problem. So I usually find one person who can be quiet. I'll say, watch, I'll say, watch this, watch this. You know how people are preaching, they can say, watch this. I just say, watch this. Watch, watch this thing. It's going to unfold. Watch it. It's going to, it's going to play like a movie. You watch. Yeah. In that particular one, I remember I said, I said after, I said, watch this thing. I said, I saw this today. I saw this and this and this. Watch it. And we watched. Yeah, we watched. Today, let's play. The movie is over. When you read your Bible, you need revelation. So that's when you read your Bible, it's as, though, it's, as though you are, it's as though you are not a human being. But if you read your Bible, and there's the spirit of revelation is operating, ooh, you can't sit. You can't sit. You'll not be able to sit. You'll be jumping. You'll be jumping and screaming. Because there's revelation. Stand to your feet. I think I've talked enough, isn't it? Yeah. I want to pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. You will see that you start appreciating counsel. Yes. Because some of you appreciate, you appreciate your background more than you appreciate counsel. It's like your advisor is Satan. Which, which, is, which is called a stronghold. Strongholds are usually in the head. In the head. What, 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 it's like what you know and what you believe in. It's like nothing can change it. Based on, based on your experience, based on what you have seen, your this, it's like it's formed a stronghold in your head. So you repel, you repel counsel, you repel advice. Even when God is trying to guide you onto a new road, it's like, come onto a new road. So you won't be like your auntie or your grandma whose experiences have formed a nest. A nest in your head, breeding other beds, breeding other evil spirits. But you can't take it. And you are walking and you are becoming like your mother. You can't see that you are becoming like your mother. Because the thing has formed a nest, a breeding ground of evil spirits in your head. Because you listen to advice. She'll be kind, she'll will, she will, she will tell you one day, maybe on her dying bed, that you know what, I didn't listen to advice at all. When I was young, I was told all the things I was told, including your father. I was warned about your father, but I went ahead and I slept with him. That's how come I, have, I had you. Yeah, no, don't laugh. She was, you think she wasn't told? She was warned. Somebody must have warned her about before you were made. Somebody must have warned her. People are always want. They just don't say. It. They just. They say, the, the problem is that people don't say things. And then another 
ideology is formed and then you also assimilate it, then it becomes a stronghold in your head. You can't be advised. You can't be directed. Can't be directed. I always remember the lady I was trying to encourage her on beloved. I married 25 years ago. I got a beloved in 1989. Do you understand when I got a beloved? I got a beloved in 1989. And I married that same person, that same person, four years after. And I've lived with that same person for 25 years. So when we talk about beloveds and things, it's not, no, no, it's not for us. We've gone past, it's like, it's, it's a historic event in our lives. I mean, how can you come and advise me today about beloveds? What would I do with it? What will I do with it? I don't need it. So what we talk is for you. So I remember trying to say, you see, maybe you don't know, but let me tell you today. A lot of good, most good marriages, about 99.9% of good marriages are a result of recommendation. Let the spirit of pride leave you now. Those of you who feel, you know, I'm going to walk through the forest myself and meet, and meet the prince standing there. You ain't going to meet no prince. Yes. Those of you are, you are so full of pride. It's been, it's been 17 years now that you've been waiting for, uh, to meet him yourself on the train or on the bus. It's been 17 years now. Well, I mean, what, look, what, 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 what is marriage? What is marriage? What, what, what is it? Do you know what marriage is? It's an earthly arrangement. You're not even spiritual enough to even uh, uh, declassify it in your life. When you want to see spirituality, especially in ladies, let them approach that junction. You, that, that's where you will discover stubbornness, rudeness, delusions. That, that is, it's at that junction. It's not in the prayer meeting. Oh, I've stopped using prayer meetings and this kind of, I'm a shepherd kind of talk to detect whether somebody is spiritual. I've stopped long time ago. Long time ago. So I remember I was talking to this lady. Even recently she sent me a message to ask me that that thing that I said the other day, is it still there? <laughs> but you see, when I was talking to her, she, 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 she was in a certain zone of life. And she was saying that, oh, he's a, he's a good person, he's this, he's that, but, um, but, um, something, um, no. And she couldn't find the word. Then her friend was standing by. Then her friend said that, you don't have the click, isn't it? I remember the word click. You see, and I looked, I looked at her age. I look at, I said, you see, clicks are for 17 year olds and 18 year olds and 20, 21 year olds. They're the ones, they're the ones who have this kind of clicks. After a certain age, when you are looking for, you see, but nobody has advice. Again, I'm advising you that you are, you are looking, you are looking for the wrong signal to make a decision. You are not, you are too experienced. The thing that has drowned out the click, the thing that you call click, is that like, I saw you, you look at your eyes. Oh. You, know, you know that thing? Yes. You are, it's at a certain age, you are, too, you are too experienced in life to be affected by her eyes. Or to be affected by his eyes. 
So click won't work. What will work for you more is now common sense. You think. Think. Is it this? Is it this? Is it that? Is it that? Then you make a decision. You make an informed decision. But not. I mean, at a certain age. I mean, at a certain age, you are going to meet your friends after church. Then you are going to be saying that. Did you see? Did you see how he was looking at you? Then you said, no, he was really looking at you. No, it was you. No, it was me. It, you wonder what, what are you talking about? Who is looking at who? It's so it happens on the playground at sixth form and year nine. Playground year nine, year nine, playground. That is why and you're not even aware that after a certain age, you've not even noticed again somebody who is looking at you. But people have been looking at you. But you don't respond, you don't respond to those things. Those, those senses, those senses are dead. Or you don't have much regard for it. But in your head, because your head is still like, your brains are still like the child of, the brains of a child. You still feel that, if I see it, I do. Look at her. When you come by there, you say, what's her name? That girl, what's her name? They'll say, Daniela. You say, Daniel. Whoa. <laughs> no. No. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way anymore. Now you think. And you follow advice. You actually follow advice and you follow recommendation. Yes. You follow, recomm- you follow recommendation and you have to follow recommendations a lot. It's not foolproof, however, but you have to follow recommendation. So every time I see her, I say, hey, sister, click. Is it clicking? <laughs> yes. Because her, her friend was saying by her right hand side, offered her a term for the way she's missing. Why she's telling me that the recommendation she's been given can be a friend to the click. The way you live for is click. He said, things don't click like, like, like TikTok, 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 tick, like, the, like a clock, TikTok. There's no click. It doesn't click. There's no spark. I saw him. There's no spark. Imagine your mother telling you that she's met a guy on the on the train and there was a spark. Imagine how you, you wonder what was wrong with you. Are you mad? You even had to ask, are you mad? I'm sure you I'm sure you say, don't be silly, mommy. Don't be silly. Yeah, yeah, click. You're clicking, yes, I'm finishing. Use brain. And by the way, clicks don't make marriages. Clicks, clicks are for storybooks. Cinderella. Yes. Yes. Cinderella. How many Cinderellas have you met in your life? Who wore the shoe? You even need a witch to come and turn a, pump, a pumpkin into a chariot for you. You even need a witch with a magic wand. But what we need is the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, you, will just, you see, your eyes will suddenly be peeled. The blinding will be peeled. Suddenly you see that there are princes I didn't even recognize. There, there's been princes. I have princes all around me. Princes. I mean princes. Your prince is actually around you. Yes. 
And, and mind you, mind you, marriage is lived in the house. So it's not lived in public. In the house. Where you are alone. Those of you who think of your friends and think of other things before you make it. It, it will be tested. Most of the week, most of the year, you'll be alone at home. Oh. Those of you who picture that you and him and some friends have gone for Nando's. You don't even like to go, go to Nando's with your friends. He doesn't even want to hang out with your friends. Miss Click was sending me messages that how the click of a how. I said I don't, I, don't, I said I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say to you. Pray and ask God for the Holy Spirit. Close your eyes and pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Ask God for the Holy Spirit. Everybody praying. Everybody praying. Everybody praying. Pray. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. With the Lord, I need more of the Holy Spirit in my life. In my life. In my life. In my life. I need more of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. More and more and more and more and more. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Come 
Everybody pray. Everybody pray. Don't stare. Don't look around. Ask God, alone. I need the spirit of wisdom. I want the spirit of wisdom. I need the spirit of wisdom. I want the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom, Lord. Wisdom, Lord. Make me wise, Lord. Make me wise, Lord. Make me wise, Lord. Make me wise, oh God. Alabashida lava kapa lava hantaya. Alabata shata lava kapa. Shamba lava kiba lava shante lebikaya. Ah, bata sasinda lava. Pledomi. Pledomi. Miango sanga lava kiba kapa lava shanda lava kapa yata. Pledoshtaya. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Wisdom in any area of your life. Any area you see important, you see significant in your life. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Masham delebikimaya. Madabadabaya. Madabadabaya. Madabaya dabadaya. Madabaya dabaya. Madabaya dabaya. Madabaya dabaya. Pray that foolishness is displaced from your life. That simplicity is displaced from your life. That naivety is displayed out, displaced out of your life. But wisdom, 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 wisdom shall be seen. Wisdom shall show. You'll be a wise man. You'll be a wise woman. You'll be wise. You'll be wise. You'll be wise. You'll be wise. Makaba shabadi bakasaya. Palei bakasaya. Palei bakasaya. Palei blestoma. Blestoma domisom daladastia. 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 Dalia samiadesia. Dalede. Salia de lede. Salia de lede. Salia de lede. Makapa shatala bahataya. Ah, every hand lifted up in this room saying thank you to God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank Him. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank Him. Thank Him. Say thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for wisdom. Thank Him for wisdom. Thank Him for wisdom. Thank Him for wisdom. Thank him that you are becoming wise. Lifting up your two hands and just thanking him. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Thank him. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Thank him. Thank God. Thank God. Thank him. Thank him for wisdom. Thank him for wisdom. Thank him for wisdom. Ah. Father, we thank you. We thank you for today. Thank you for time spent in your presence, Lord. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit that you've given to us freely, willingly, and happily, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray today that in the infilling of the Holy Spirit, may we see wisdom in operation. May we see the spirit of wisdom make us wise academically. Make us wise financially. 
Make us wise spiritually, Lord. Father, now walk with you. Let's be wise people, Lord. Show us and teach us how to be strong Christians, Lord. How to be strong and stable Christians and believers, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your great mercy and your great blessing that you've given us today. We are so grateful for the Holy Spirit, Lord. May his influence increase in our lives, Lord. May we grow in him. May we grow in him. May we grow in our walk with him, Lord. May we get used to him, Lord. May we look out for him, Lord. May we feel his absence. May we get so used to his presence, Lord, that may we know when he's being quenched and he's not with us, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say a better amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. And take your seats. Hallelujah. Greater love, are you coming? Are you coming? Greater, is your love great? Is it getting greater? Please put your hands together for the greater love, singers. Still waited patiently That he came to his senses And came running to his father Forgive me Please forgive me Yeah. 
upon the rock And the foolish man built his house upon the sand But when the wind blows and the rain falls Will you be standing firm? Build your house upon Jesus Christ the rock And it will stand my father's house There are many mansions there In that place There'll be peace forevermore With the saints With our friends With the Lord forevermore In that house There will be no kind of sorrow For God so loved the world That he gave his only son You must believe in him Just believe in him For you and for me And the entire human race There are people dying Never heard about salvation For the Savior Save my life, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.
presence We'll love talking to Him And we will love to hear His voice We love to behold His beauty What are we gonna do? Yeah. Oh, dear Lord, we have a great affection for your house. We'll give everything to build your church and make it glorious.
finds wisdom And a man that gets his understanding Wisdom More precious than rubies Length of days is in her right hand And in her left hand Riches and honor All her paths are peace Her ways are ways of pleasantness All the things thou canst desire Are not to be compared to her Wisdom is the principle thing So get wisdom Wisdom is the principal thing Wisdom is the principal thing Wisdom is the principal thing So get wisdom Exalt wisdom, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring you to honor when you embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of praise. A crown of glory shall be yours. Receive my instruction. Rather than silver, receive knowledge. Rather than gold, all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared to her. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the Wisdom is the principal thing, so get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing, so get wisdom. By wisdom, a house is built. By wisdom, you shall deliver the city. Oh, yeah. From an impossible situation, a wise man will hear and increase learning. A man of knowledge. And all the things thou canst desire Are 
Does your heart skip a beat when you move your feet to the joyful noise? I cannot keep still, no peace until I sing His glory down. One thing is clear, we can start right here. The melody is easy, come along and join me, play it again. That song that never grows, oh, play it again. That melody that lifts my soul, and it takes me away to a place of praise, up where I belong. And that song goes on and on and on, amen, play it again. Can you hear the sounding brass? Drum and the cymbal make my spirit dance. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. I believe that we've been blessed by the Take Up Your Cross series. We are taking up our cross. We're diving into the Red Sea. We're making life-changing decisions. And today, you're in for another powerful world. If you're excited as I am, clap your hands. As we welcome to the pulpit, Bishop Richard Aye. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Quiet. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. <laughs> Is it your favorite time as well? It's my favorite time. I want to welcome to the pulpit, Bishop Richard Aye. Wow. It's also my favorite time. And my favorite preacher. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes and pray. Father, we want to bless your precious name for gathering us, Lord. Thank you for angels that are present here, Lord. Angels present in our lives, Lord, to guide us, to move us, to sweep us, to preserve us, to protect us, to protect our feet, Lord. Thank you for the blessing of knowing you and living by you and trusting in you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the sanity that knowing you brings, Lord, and the blessing that knowing you brings, Lord. 
Thank you for salvation, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you saved us. You called us. You chose us. You forgave us, Lord. And you keep forgiving us, Lord. I'm grateful. And we are grateful, Lord, today. Speak to us today, Lord. Speak especially to our hearts, Lord. That we may know you more. We walk closely with you, Lord. Let your will be done in this service. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody shall say, Amen. Amen. And as you take your seats, ladies and gentlemen, it's my favorite time again. Take your seats. (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, we um, want to hear the word of God. Are you ready to hear the word of God? Do you want to hear the word of God? You will hear the word of God. How many of you feel like praying for the Holy Spirit? Yeah. As you go home today, be praying for the Holy Spirit. Be praying for the Holy Spirit. You need him. He's everything. Everything in your life. Everything you see in your life is either because you have him or because you don't have him enough. Enough. So pray that you see him more and more and more and more and more and more and more. Don't leave the Holy Spirit just for preachers. For preachers who come with word of knowledge, word of wisdom, revelation. Pray that you also have it. It's meant for Christians, not for preachers. Even preachers have limited it to conventions. Pray that every day of your life, the Holy Spirit will be at work. Don't relegate him to special occasions and for preachers. Don't say that and I'll say the Holy Spirit is with a preacher. He will see something about me or he will say something that is for me. Use and work and walk with the Holy Spirit every day and every second of your life. Pray for more of the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. If you are stubborn in any area of your life, it's because you, you don't have the Holy Spirit influencing that aspect of your life. You need the influence of the Holy Spirit in that area. And you see, you start responding to advice and to counsel. And you'll be greatly blessed. Anyway, today, uh, we are taking a break from Take Up Your Cross. Okay, no problem. Um, And um, I want to start sharing with you about... Let's start reading the Bible. Hebrews chapter 5. Yes. Hebrews chapter 5. Are you in Hebrews chapter 5? You're there? You are there. I am there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my favorite time. Verse 10. It says the call of God, verse 11. Of whom many things, verse 12. For when the time you ought to be teachers, how many of you know that there's a time that you're supposed to be teachers? To be teachers. You're supposed to be teaching. Only six people know that. Okay. Even if you, even if you didn't know, you're you are knowing, isn't it? You're knowing. You're knowing that. You, you have to be a teacher. You, you, have, you, you have to aim. It must be your aim that I'll be a teacher in the house of God. In other words, I'll teach others. I'll teach others. I'll raise others up. I'll be a shepherd. I'll be a shepherd. I'll be a basenta leader. I'll be a basanta leader. I'll be active. Active. First love, we don't remain um, 
as we are forever and ever. We grow up. First life, we grow up. We grow up and we advance and we, we make progress. Once upon a time, did you know that I was a church member? Once upon a time. Did, did you know that? Have you ever thought of it? That I was also in, the, in church. I also went to church once for the first time. I didn't know that I'll ever meet any of you. When I started going to church. Yes. Or oh, you thought you thought that I was born a preacher. <laughs> or I started my Christian life from the pulpit. No, I started my Christian life from the pews, from the chairs. Like that from there. I have never really sat at the back. I never really liked. Yeah, I've never, it's not something that I've ever liked. I mean, being at the back of anything or anywhere. I sure I started from the middle. From the middle, then I found myself around the third row. I'm sure by the time I got to the third row, I just jumped to the front row. Yes. I've sat in the front for many years of my many, many, most of my Christian life. I've sat in the front. Not because I had a, a title or a rank or a post or anything, but I just couldn't sit at the back. No, 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 no. Back benches, ne- back, back benches. Next week, come early. Okay, so that you also come and sit in the front. Yes, come and sit. When they ask you why he's in the front, ask them that, why are you asking me how am I in the front? <laughs> this is it. This is, this is a question that you ask. Yes. But there's a time when you also have to be a teacher. A teacher. You see, as soon as you develop a friend or someone who, are, who is not eager in growing up in the things of God, change friends. Yeah, our advice you change friends. It means you don't, you don't have a good friend. You need you don't you need someone who has complaints and reasons and laziness. Why they are not doing anything? Why they are not moving ahead and flowing? You know, you you, you need someone. The Bible says, "Iron sharpens iron." You need someone who will sharpen you to edge you on and to move on and say, "No, we can do more. We must be doing more. We ought to be doing more. We must have more things to do." I have more things to do now. Things that I do haven't decreased. Sunday morning is about, I mean, not that I don't disrespect Sunday morning. I really value Sunday, but it's about, it's just one of the things that I do. Yes, it's one of the things that I do. One of the things. I do more things. I have more things that I do in the church and in the kingdom of God than preaching on Sunday morning. More things, and I get more, I'm, I'm having more things to do. So you must also aim to have more things to do. Do more things. More. Otherwise, you won't last. I, I don't know. Well, okay, let me not say that one. For when? For the time you ought to be teachers. You expected to be teachers. Okay, tell your neighbor that you expected to become a teacher. Tell your other neighbor you expected to become a basenta leader. And tell the other person again that it seems you are expected to become a pastor. Yeah, you expected. Are you telling them? What are they saying? Yeah. Are they receiving it? Is anybody rejecting it? Tell them, tell them that they need the Holy Spirit. They need the Holy Spirit. They need more. It says that when you, when you are supposed to be a teacher, now you have need that one teach you again. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that um, the people you followed up are following you up? God forbid. It will never happen to you. 
people that you led to Christ are now encouraging you to come to church are now counseling you about church that you have to come you have to be serious you know you really have to be serious you know serve God well all the things that are you listening to me hi preachers I'm here all the verses that you used to establish them in the church now they are using it to establish you I go for really big you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Can you imagine your age? You are still um, breastfeeding. You are still being breastfed. Can you imagine? You got your teeth. So you move on, you move on from milk, breastfeeding, to strong meat. You eat steak, medium rare. Yeah. And you slice it and you see a little bit pinky. You see pinky in there, say, so yeah. That's it. And you take the salt and you take the pepper. You slice away. You start chewing meat. You must chew meat. Ask your neighbor sitting next to you that what what are you doing on your phone? Ask the person. Just ask the person what are you doing on your phone? Just ask. What are you doing? Is everybody listening to me now? Okay. So, just as teachers, you ought to be teachers. It means that if you're a teacher, you will be eating strong meat. If you haven't become a teacher, you still have need of milk. Do you understand? Yes. yes. So, the difference here, what the scripture is pointing out to us, is that he said there's something called principles. There are principles in life. That you need. You, you see, you need first principles. Then maybe advanced principles. Or basic principles. Then advanced principles in your life. But there are principles that you, you don't shift away from. So you, you have to know and learn the principles of life. If you, don't, if you don't learn them, as you move on, you move on in life like someone without a foundation. That is how come you can meet somebody who has been a Christian for years but can't do certain things or doesn't understand certain things. It's because the first principles are not in place. Either either he doesn't know them or he never understood them. So he's he's risen as he's risen based on based on maybe faithfulness, loyalty. Which, which, which is, which is almost, which is like next to being around. I've been around for, I've been around for a long time. You know, I've been around for a long time. I've been around. We have been around. We have been around. It's like even, even accidental appointments and titles. But the first principles are not, the, are not, the person hasn't learned them and hasn't understood them. 
So as the person goes, and you so that, that's that's why that's why you, the, the, you can sing a song or, or write a poem like "How are the mighty fallen? How are the mighty fallen? Because the person becomes mighty in your eyes, but the principles are not in place. The principles have not been learned, have not been accepted. That the, he doesn't he doesn't know the he doesn't know the first principles, the first principles as a Christian. As a baby Christian, he doesn't know them. Maybe he, doesn't, maybe he didn't even go for New Believer School. Or when he was at New Believer School, he didn't even listen. And yet he, is, he has become, he has even taught New Believer School. And even prayed for people for Holy Ghost baptism. But he hasn't got the first, because if he has the first principle, he will be a teacher, an anointed teacher, eating meat. But you will see your discussion, your discussion with this, um, overgrown baby is still the first principles because there are principles there are principles in life life has principles a principle, should I tell you what a principle is? have I told you before what a principle is? a principle I'll tell you what it is a principle is a rule that always applies that's a principle so you need principles in your life, and especially biblical principles. Have you heard someone being described? He's very principled, or she's very principled. So the person has some rules and laws that always it's like um, that the person will not deviate from it. I won't shift from it. I'll stay. I stay with this. I don't do this, or I do this, or whatever. But you see, a, a principle is something that it always, always, it's always true. The principle is always, it's always true. Principles are always true. Always. It always applies. Spiritual principles, secular principles, whatever. It always, it always applies. This morning, I remember, I remember one of the, one of the principles in maths. I will. One of, do you don't you know one of the principles in, in maths. You'll you be surprised that it's a principle because, you see, it, it will amaze you at what ignorance and naivety does to people. One of the principles in maths, in mathematics, is that a negative number, a negative number, is always, always, all the time, less than zero. So now you're wondering, what does it mean? It means that, listen, it means that if I am broke, listen, you listen, listen, listen. If I am broke and my account balance reads 0.00 and then you go to the bank and you get a loan of 10 million pounds and your bank, is, your bank balance is reading 10, 0, 0, 0, 000.00 I am richer than you. It's a principle. And it is true. Always true. Always true. You have a loan of 10, I mean 10 million Great British Pounds, GPB or GBP. You have 10 million GBP in your account that you owe. And I'm not saying that I have one pound. 
or even 10 pounds or even a thousand pounds, but I have zero. Zero is greater than any negative number. Yes, it's a principle. So you see that as soon as you, if you, if you know of this principle and you borrow even five pounds, you won't feel rich. You won't feel rich. You won't feel you have prospered. So you don't conduct your life or work your life around principles of debts and principles of borrowing and principles of engaging debts. No matter, no matter what the masters, the masters of that world teach and explain to you, there is a basic, basic, not a, not a principle by prophet Micah or prophet Isaiah. It is a mathematical principle that a negative number is always less than zero. Always, all the time. On the moon, on Mars, on Jupiter, anywhere you find yourself, a negative number. Do you understand negative number? When they write minus two, minus three, it's always less than zero. Meaning that zero is always greater. Zero is always better than a negative number. It's a principle. It's very basic, isn't it? But you didn't know. You thought when you have, you have a loan of 10 million pounds, you are, you are good. You feel, you feel better. You feel, you feel when you have, even when you have a car that you don't own. A car, a car that, do you understand a car that you, own, you don't own? A car that you haven't paid for. There, there are a lot of cars that belong to com- other companies. The car is for, they see a person driver, the car is for another company. With conditions, you can't you can't go beyond a certain mileage every year. You can't. They give you conditions. It means that like, like you can't you can't drive at will. The only nice thing is that you have you have the latest number plate that you tell your friends that you have the But you you'll be surprised that you with your um, what do you use your debit card your 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 card that you 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 your contactless you are richer than that person. But it's hard for people to believe because people don't believe and know about principles and live by principles. We live by what, what maybe we, perhaps we live by what looks good and what looks nice. And what is that? If you get this, you can do this. If you have this, you can do No, but negative number, negative number. Before you were born, before I was born, before my father was born, before my grandfather was born, a negative number has always been less than zero all the time. If I have one pound in my pocket, that's all I have my whole life. Everything, only thing I have is a pound. I have a pound. You can see I don't even have anything. <laughs> a pound. If all I have is a pound and you are in debt of one million pounds, I'm richer than you. I'm richer than you. I'm richer. Don't have anything. It's a principle. These are the principles of life. It's a principle. Yeah, it's a principle. So I I want us to have a bit of 
regard and respect for principles, especially biblical principles. Because I'm going to be sharing with you about principles. I have, I have 10, 10 sets of, listen, I have, I have, I have 10 sets, maybe even 11. I feel I have 11 sets of seven principles. So that's, that means I have, I have 77 principles. Yes. If you are quiet, we will finish early. Sex that you have to learn and you have to know. It has to enter your heart. It has to be in you. Otherwise, you are you are someone who lacks discipline. You don't you don't even know you don't you don't even know what works and what doesn't work in life. Is it is it how sometimes you can hear you can hear something and immediately you can pick say no this person is wrong. What this person is doing is not it's not it's not right. This person doesn't understand life. Like the example I was giving you of the lady and the and the click sound. Yes. But you see, I would use her to advise you because many of you can easily be like that. And not know and not know why some things are not working or you are yet to see some things. It's just it's usually usually big things, big things are based on little things. You just need something little to right. If you can get this little thing right, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. I mean, if you take, if you take marriage or a relationship, many times for a lady, all you need is humility. You just need to be a little humble. And you see that you are sorted. You need to climb off your high horses. A lot of, a lot of ladies are sitting on very high horses. High you, you, you see, you are so high that the, the princes on the ground, they can't see your face. So they don't even know who is riding the horse. Yes. Yeah. 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 Hi, the horse is so high, we can't even see your face. Because you know yourself. I mean, you, you shower yourself. You, 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 when you, you, you are standing in the shower. Can't you see yourself? How great are you? <laughs> I mean, you, you see what you see. Nobody sees what you see more than yourself. You stand there in the shower. You, you, because you, 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 you look at things. Don't you look at things? Yes. I mean, you, there's a mirror where you, when you see, you see yourself. They say, hey, even you, you can see that time, things are changing. You see that things have changed. But then when you come out, as soon as you come out, then you climb the high horse. Then you start. But you know, when you go, you have your child, you know yourself that, look, you, you, you don't need the horse. <laughs> Look, Psalm 111, Psalm 111 and verse 10. It says that the fear of the Lord, is that what you can see in your Bible too? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And then a good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. 
It means that when you see someone obeying something, the person has a good understanding. If you don't have a good understanding, you are not likely to do the right things. It's the absence of understanding that makes us not do what we have to do. Because we don't even understand. You don't even understand. You don't even know what principle you need to obey. You don't know the principles of life. But if you have good understanding, you will, you will do his commandments. You will do it. Because you understand. You know, you know the implications. If you understand why, why, why your GP says that, take this medication. Take it three times a day for the next seven days. Make sure you finish taking it. They say it's only good understanding that will make you do it and finish it. Because I've done it before. I've done it before. When I had an infection, I think chest infection or whatever, and I was given three times a day for seven days. By the third day, I was well. And it usually happens. Have you also experienced before? But the third day, I was, I was, I was so, I was so okay that I look at the rest of the thing. I said, "Why should, why should I be swallowing these things?" Don't try this at home, though. Why should I? Why should I be taking this? And I, see, but I did what I was lacking is understanding why I have to finish it. I thought I'll be well by the seventh day. Because after all, as a lay person, it's like the aim is to get, get well. There's nothing more. So by the third day, I was well. I could go anywhere. There was no cough. When I do, I, I, I was, everything was, I was okay. Do you understand? Okay. Okay. I've got my appetite back. Everything was normal. So I stopped on the third day. Yes, I just stopped. Then, by the sixth or seventh day, the world started spinning again. Started going round and round. By the eighth day, I mean, it, it was worse than, than where, where, when I first believed. <laughs> so I went back to the GP. I said, <laughs> I was sitting there. He said, well, this time I didn't talk much. I was just coming for him to hear what was happening. <laughs> Then he asked a question. A question that I've not answered. I'm sure it will be about seven or eight years now. A question I've not answered till today. He asked, did you finish the course? When he asked the question, because I have to answer. I'm about to answer. Then I go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah, 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 ah. I, did, I couldn't tell him that I finished on the third day. And I couldn't lie. So any time he asked, he asked the question about three times. Every time he asked, I, asked, I answered with a cough. <laughs> I'm sure he got the message. So he wrote another one. But you see, I always remember that the second one that he wrote, the strength, the strength, he said instead of 250 mg, if, if for example, if, it was two, if the first one was 250 mg, this one was like 500 like the stress, because like it needed more power to box the thing out. More power. This time you should see me. Because again, by the third day, it was finished. I said, hey, look, I can even take, okay, not I can take all in one day, but I, I was, I went, I went to the finishing line. Because I've understood the principle, the principle why a doctor will write and say, 
take it three times a day for seven days. There's a reason. But when you don't understand things, you don't obey commandments. That's why a lot of us, we've been told things that we never did. Yeah, we told things we didn't do because we didn't understand. That's why you have to pray for the Holy Spirit to have the spirit of understanding. The spirit of understanding. Because you, you, have to, you, you, have, you have to understand things to do well. Psalm. Another psalm. I have another psalm. I've started my message today, you know that. Psalm 119. Give me understanding. Verse 34. Give me understanding and I shall, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. <laughs> so when you do not have understanding, you become rebellious. Yeah. The reason why I'll tell you something you won't do is because you don't understand why I'm saying it. That's why you rebel against it. True or correct? Yes. So pray for understanding. Because if you don't get the understanding and you continue the rebellion, you will discover it a more difficult way. And then you see something and say, oh, that is why I was told. Because, because you were told. Were you not told? You were told. Pray for, really pray for understanding. And desire to have understanding in things. And don't force, don't force yourself into things. Don't force, don't force things to happen for you. Be a child of God. In his time, he'll make all things beautiful. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. He will order your steps. You order yourself. God would, he will put you on directed paths. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. And acknowledge him in all your ways. And your paths will be, your paths will be directed like that. You'll find yourself in good places. Yeah. Psalm 119, verse 73. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. Verse 125. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. So, understanding is very key in our lives. That's why we have to learn the principles of life so that we can have a good understanding in everything that we do and what we do. It's very, it's very, it's very interesting to watch people doing things who don't understand what they're doing. My favorite advert ad in a, that I've seen in my life had the word think with an exclamation mark because when I saw that ad, then I understood something. It says, think, it's 30 for a reason. Talking about speeding. It's 30 miles per hour for a reason. It's like, it's like the speed limit that has been set at 30 miles per hour. It's not because someone wants you to drive slowly. But it's 30 miles per hour for a reason. And then they explained that if you knock down a child, I think a child under 10 years, at even 32 miles per hour, that child is likely to die. If you hit the same child at 30, the child will survive. So think is 30 for a reason. So those who drive without brains, do you understand? Without understanding, it's the absence of understanding. 
is the absence of understanding that, that as you feel you are having fun with your seat tilted all the way to the back, you can't even see ahead of you. And, and loud music. You, you are not, meaning that, meaning that your awareness is clouded and affected. You, you are not even aware of what is happening around you because of the loud music. You are not aware of what is happening to you. And you are just there feeling cool with loud music. Hoping that you, you see some of your friends who are having prospect. And then, are you listening to me? And then, you don't have a license. And then, listen to me, you don't have an insurance. And, and, and plus, the car is loaned. You haven't, you, you haven't paid for it. And instead of driving at 30, you're driving at 45 or 55. Feeling, I mean, feeling so cool. He said, it reveals foolishness. How many of you can already see the foolishness? You are there. Then you go into your old, your old neighborhood. Hoping that, hoping that they will, I mean, someone will come across and see you. <laughs> Give me understanding that I may do thy testimonies. Principles. Principles are there for a reason. It's think it's 30 for a reason it's 30 for a reason and it's also 70 for a reason it's 70 for a reason because in the event that you have to stop or you even your tire bursts or you lose control and you are above 70 you can't control the car you you actually can't it's out of your hands so as you are doing over 30 in a, in a built-up neighborhood. It's like you are sentencing yourself to jail. That's what you're actually doing. Because you lack understanding. You will have understanding. Amen. So, today we want to start off with seven great principles of salvation. <laughs> Principle number one. I think you've understood why we must have principles, why we must share principles, isn't it? Yeah. So, principle number one, man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. That's principle number one. Say principle number one with me. Shall we go? Man is a spirit. Has a soul and lives in a body. So, understand this principle that you are a spirit. You are not a body. And you are not a soul. You are a spirit that has a body and has a soul. You are essentially a spirit. I'm talking about the great principles of salvation. So when we say born again, a man must be born again. And uh, Nicodemus asked, how can I go back into my mother's womb and come out? 
is because he doesn't know principle number one of the great principles of salvation that man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. That's why, because he thinks he's a body. That's why he's asking, how can I go back into my mother's womb and come up? But he, he doesn't have to go into his mother's womb. It's, a, it's, it's him, which is his spirit, that has to be born again. When you are born again, when you are born again, it's your spirit that is born again. It's your spirit that is, that is, that is, that continues living. Every dead person is still alive. Anybody you know who has died is still alive. He ceased existing on earth, but he's alive somewhere. The spirit lives on. The spirit lives on. The spirit either goes to heaven or goes to hell. This is why we preach the gospel. This is why we do witnessing. This is why we have salvation rally. For souls to be saved. That is why we are dedicated to a campaign of saving souls. That souls might be saved. Because we believe in the principle that man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Because we've read, we've read about the story of the rich man and Lazarus. How the rich man died. And he was buried. And Lazarus also died. There was no burial. But angels carried him into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man, and the rich man in hell, in hell could see. You see, after the burial that he has been buried, with his eyes and everything, he could see. He could see Abraham afar off. He could see. He could see. And then the other thing about him is that he, he became thirsty. He had feelings. He could feel the heat. You, compl- you complain about the sun? 30 degrees? Then you are fanning yourself endlessly, wearing shorts, wearing all sorts of things that you can't even wear clothes. You will not go to hell. But, but in hell, he said, I am tormented in this flame. This is the rich man speaking. I am tormented in this flame. After his burial. After his burial. I'm sure, I'm sure there's, there's a tombstone, everything with his name. Because he's a rich person. I'm sure tombstone carried, covered with marble. And precious stones with his name engraved on it. His year from um, 18 days to... Um, whatever, it's he's, he's like, he's like a rich person that has died. Every, every year or every weekend, his family goes there to lay flowers, stand there, sing a hymn, but he is in hell. As you are standing in the cemetery by the tombstone of the person, worshipping the person's body, the remains, that's what I call the remains, the remains of the person. You have to ask yourself, that, where is the real person? Where is the real person? Where the real person is not there. Anybody close to you that you've ever lost, you have to ask, where is the person? Because the person is either in heaven or hell. Based, based on their salvation. Whether they were saved or not. Whether they accepted and received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior or not. They are either in hell or heaven. Not based on their educational background. Not based on their marital status. Not based on which part of the world they lived in. Not based on what color they are. None of the things we value here on earth 
makes a difference in eternity. None. None of them. None of them. What qualification has your spirit got? What degree does your spirit hold? Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. That is his intellect. His will. Emotions. Feelings. He has it. So he has it. And then he lives in the body. He lives in the body. He lives in the body. Your spirit chose you. He rented your body. He has rented your body for a number of years. He lives in this body. So he's, he's, he's rented it. Like you've rented, how many of you rented up? I've moved out of homes before. You've moved homes before. Yes. That's your spirit. He lives in your he lives in this house for a while. Then he moves out to eternity. To eternity. So when you are doing the things and maybe someone is of concern, don't do that because some of the things that your body can do if you allow him to do it disqualifies you. Or or or, or rather, rather it it, it 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 helps it helps you to select where you spend eternity. Your actions here determines where you spend where where the real you will spend eternity. So your attention and your focus has to be more on the inner man. The inner man. The inner man has to be strengthened. The inner man has to be developed. So the inner man has control over the soul and the body that he's living in. If the person living in a house is untidy, is the house not untidy? Yes. If the person is neat, is the house not neat? So if the inner man is strong, your spirit is strong, the building is called strong. You are described as a strong Christian. A strong Christian. Because the person in the house is strong. If the person in the house is weak, then you are described loose Christian. Loose Christian. Weak Christian. Who say, well, he's some way. Or she's some way. Because the inner man, the inner man, the inner man is not winning the battles of life. Inner man. There's an inner man. Man. It's a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. It's principle number one. It's the reason why we preach. Next time you see people on the train, don't think of other passengers. Spirits. Everybody you see there is a spirit, has a soul, and is living in a body. Everybody will spend eternity somewhere in two places, heaven or hell, two places. There's no gray area. There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. There's, there's, no, there's no middle ground to sort things out of things that you couldn't do us on earth. No, no, no. It is appointed unto man once to die. After that, judgment. Say the scripture. Say the scripture. Once after that, the next thing from here is judgment. Not, there's no place to make arrangements. And to organize things and to bribe and to sort things out. I couldn't do this, so let me, you know, pay some, pay off some. No, no, no. After once, once, you die once. You don't die twice. You die once. After that, ah, judgment. The next great thing that is waiting for you is judgment. Man is a spirit, he has a soul. He lives in the body. Man, 
man. Man. See the person sitting next to you. It's a spirit. Has a soul. So even our failure, our failure to see things from a spiritual angle and from a spiritual perspective also causes other failures in life. Henceforth, no, we know man after the flesh. Is it that there are spirits, there are spirits that influence people, that work through people, that operate through people. And also, and also, there are people who are actually spirits that have, that have managed to get a body to use to work, to work on the earth. No, 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 sir. You study history, some of the wicked people that have walked on earth, they can't be human. Some of the, and even now, some of the people, some of the wickedness that we see, the wicked, you see, something has taken over the, something has taken over the human being. I've seen people in my pastoring life, I've seen people who can't, you, you can't reason with them. You can't advise them. They can't, you know what I'm saying, they can't stop. They can't stop at bad. They can't stop at evil. It's like, it's like if you allow them, if you release them, they'll, they'll cause chaos and scandals in the church because they can't. It's no, we know man after the flesh. It's a spirit. The person has a spirit. A spirit has taken over his life and drives him and controls him. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't relate to it. When you relate to people, just the flesh and things. Then, then you, you, you use weaker judgment and weaker assessment and you will suffer. But you have to know people after the spirit. In other words, what spirit is this? What spirit is this? What spirit is at work? What spirit is at work in the world? Look at the world. What spirit is at work in the world? He's all saying that it's a modern world. You see devils, you call devils modern. Someone is, using, someone is using a smartphone to build his business, to do well in life. Someone is using his smartphone to follow up souls, to build a church, establish a church. And someone is using a smartphone to train people in sin and evil. Yourself, which spirits are awake? Which spirits? Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. A man is a spirit. A man is a spirit. A man is a spirit. So, what type of spirit is a man under? What type of spirit is controlling that man? Because man is a spirit. And what type of spirit will you, will you entertain and encourage to stay and to live around you? And to be comfortable around you? And to live with? Those of you who think you are in love, man is a spirit. No, I'm not saying to frighten you or whatever. But what, what I'm saying is that, no listen, what I'm saying is that therefore, look at things also, apart from the beauty, the attractiveness, 
the height, the broad shoulders, the chest that is shaped in the in the shirts. Apart from that, apart from that, remember that, remember that, remember that you are contracting a spirit. You are a spirit contracting another spirit. So ask yourself, what are you, what, what, what are you agreeing with? So how are we going to know what spirit? No, you'll know them by their fruits. You know that. Don't be, don't be a fool and close your eyes to fruits. Because you see it. You see the evidence. You see, you see what the person does and what the person doesn't do. You see how stubborn, rude, arrogant, rebellious, weak morals. You will see it. It is a spirit. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He's inside the body. He's inside the body, moving around coolly. Spirits are in bodies moving around. Everybody, everybody that you see is a spirit moving around. Moving around coolly. Coolly, coolly, coolly. Moving around. It's a spirit. Everybody is a spirit. Everybody. I'm surprised you are surprised. That's why we preach. That's why we've got to preach. For the spirits to be saved. For the spirits to be born again. Because that's the only way you can change a man. That's the only way you can change somebody. That's the only way someone can change. It is by being born again. It is by being born again. It is by being born again. That's the only way someone can change. Principle number two. Principle number two. So if you disregard this principle, you can see the danger you put yourself in. If you fail to understand and accept this principle, you can see again the danger you've put yourself in. Because also you don't know, but you have been told that man is a spirit. So he has to be born again. Secondly, you have to know that because he's a spirit, he's under the influence of different types of spirit. That's why he does the things that he does. He has other spirits. Other spirits working in him. Moving in him. Principle number two. The spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. Jeremiah 79. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So you see again, you can tell from what man does, the state of his real being. When, when man was alive, that is, when the spirit of man was alive, before it was described as dead, when it was alive, they used to sit with God in the garden. Adam and Eve, come. Yes, come and sit down. Yes, Adam and Eve. I'm not God, but they used to sit. They used to sit like this and be chatting. In other words, they could see him. They could see him. Before the fall, they could see God and fellowship with God and relate with God. Before the fall of man, before man died, they could see God. They could see God. 
Can you say, you, you only see God at conventions, isn't it? With a lot of emotions and feelings. Then you say, ooh, my face up. Ooh, today the power of God. Ooh. No, 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 no. But when man is alive, when man is alive, this is, this is man, this is God. That, that's why if you're alive, your, man is, your, your inner man is alive. Every day, your quiet time, God will speak to you. Every day. Every day, you will have fellowship with him. There will be nothing like, oh, sometimes when I read my Bible, I think uh, I, don't, I don't see anything. I, I even fall asleep. No, no. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sign of, maybe you're in a coma. You're not dead, but you're in a coma. So your senses are a bit alive, but you, 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 you really can't see or respond to much. But this is, this is God. This, when God created man, this was it. This was it. This is Adam, this Eve. And God comes like that and they fellowship and they talk to the serpent king and they fell and they died. They died. Now they can't hear from God again. They can't receive from God again. Adam and Eve, go and sit down. Yes, they can't receive from God again. They're full of wickedness. Full of wickedness. He said, don't underestimate the wickedness of man. And don't underestimate it when people start showing you signs of wickedness. When people start lying, deceiving, doing wicked things, do not underestimate it. Don't. Don't. If you do, you harm yourself. You, you'll be hurt. Because you are dealing with a spirit, not a human being. You are dealing with a spirit. The spirit. What's principle number two? Say it again. The spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. The unsaved man. I don't trust unbelievers. I don't trust unbelievers. I hope you are not one, but I don't trust unbelievers. I don't even have even half of a friend of an unbeliever. Half. No, no. I don't trust unbelievers. There's no unbeliever that I hang out with or that I do anything with. Not even one. Let me think. Not even one. (laughs) Not even one. Even when I was in uni, all my friends were believers. All, 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 100%. All. Mind you, I got born again just after sixth form. So I entered into the university as a baby Christian. All, all of them were believers. All study mates, whatever we have assignments to do. All, why? I don't trust unbelievers. I don't. I don't trust the spirit. It's, it's a principle. The person may be nice, gentle. Those of you say, "Oh, he's a nice guy." He doesn't go to church, but he's a nice guy. You see, you, you, you. you you do understand the principles of life. I'm, I'm showing you the principles of salvation. Which, which is pretty like the principles of life. It's nice, calm, cool, everything. But he's not born again. You don't, you don't, you don't compromise on something. If you will compromise on something. If you compromise on some other things. Some other things like maybe uh, going to borrow someone's kettle. No. Something. But you don't compromise on that front. You don't trade your life. Some of the rest, people don't understand marriage. Especially uh, uh, the sisters. But they are understanding now. 
Yes. You don't trade. You don't trade your life, your soul, your everything for an unsaved person, an unrefined and unrenewed soul and mind. The Bible says. The Bible says it's desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. The soul of an unsaved man is desperately wicked. An, an unsaved person is a wicked person. So I was saying, some of the unbelievers, they are, they are nice. Oh, they, are, they are even nicer than... No, no, they are not. I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about the house they live in. Some of, some of, the, some of the most uh, untidy homes are the nicest on the outward, outside. When you enter, you see what is there. Outside, very neat, very organized. But inside... Inside, in there, in there. Some of the guys, some of the ladies are nice. Nice. They're very nice. They look very nice. It's very sweet. Have you seen a lady who is not sweet before? I mean, without interaction, without interaction. It's when you, inter- when you interact, then you are discovering what is inside. But you are just sitting there. You are just watching ladies pass by. Have you seen one that is not sweet before? Everybody, everybody who passes by looks sweet. Sweet, peaceful, pleasant. All of them. All of them. All of them. All. Even when they are angry and shouting at their, at their children. You see the motherly instinct. I have to put this child in check. So you say, you don't keep a hand. I'll slap you just now. It's, it's the motherly instinct. It's a motherly instinct. Sweet. Who can know it? <laughs> Who can know it? Principle number two is what? Principle number three. The spirit of a saved man is righteous and truly holy. So once you are saved, you see that now the spirit is changing. At least you have half a chance or three quarters of a chance that this person will be proper and will do well. Ephesians 4.24 And that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So now after you are born again, you have to change your attire. You have to change your attire. You have to change the way you conduct yourself. You is that you put it on. You have to wear it. People that live with you should see that you've changed by the help of the Holy Spirit. Some things have to start disappearing from your life. Your mother has to say that my daughter has changed. My daughter has changed. Your, your mother should be able to say it. She stopped answering back. She's not rude. She's not cheeky. Sometimes when some people marry, they realize they've, they've married half-baked cakes. Yeah. 
that what they have is it's not it's not what they saw. So the, the thing is still in the oven. You're going to take it out of the oven and you've saved yourself. Have you ever cut into and cooked cake before? So you see, meanwhile, the outside looks so nice. When you slice, like, hmm. So put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true. You're expected to walk in righteousness and true holiness. You're expected to do it. Your character shall change. You are changing. Principle number four. After you are born again, your spirit is a newborn baby. It must grow. It must grow. First Peter 2 2. First Peter 2 2. So after you're born again, you're a newborn baby. You're a baby. You're a baby Christian. That's when babies do things. We don't, when your baby um, puts on themselves, we don't say anything. Even when a baby cries in church, we don't say, but if you are grown up, you start crying. Yeah. I'll have to to call Dr. Khan to attend to you because I wonder what's what's the problem. You grown up crying? Or or as you are sitting there, then suddenly we start smelling that you've... you've, and, And you don't know, and you don't know that you've pulled on yourself. It's a major problem. That you've put on yourself and you don't know that you've put on yourself. Or you've wearied on yourself. And you don't know. You don't, you don't know the problem that it is. But it's a problem. But when you're a baby and you do it. I mean. It can be understood. But after a certain age, there are some things that are not expected of you. You're not, you're not expected to, to, to make some mistakes. Or to do certain things. So, principle number four is what? It must grow. It must grow. And how does it grow? It grows by your desire for the word of God. The milk of the word. The milk of the word. Soaking messages. Soaking messages. Listen to messages. That's how you grow. That's how you grow. Always be in church. Always be in church. Because in church is where you, you hear preaching. That's what we preach, and that's what we preach for a long time. Yeah. Because we want to baptize you in the word, baptized in the word. I say, I want you to leave this place with word. That you have word in you, that you are you are you are in you are in the word. You can't even help it. You are you've been in the look. I started talking to you from um, 145. I just gave you a couple of breaks. To hear music. And even the music you heard was preaching. I want you to be full of the word. Full of word. Soaked in the word. And when you leave there, continue the word. Word. All morning I've been listening to the word. Through the night I was on a flight. Through the night I was listening to word. I slept a bit when I woke up. But it was still on. Even in my sleep, I could hear the voice. Because I read, when I woke up, when I said, I heard, I heard him say something. I think I was asleep. I wasn't fully asleep. Word. So it means I've been listening to word since 11 p.m. last night. Through the night. This morning. 
before I left the house. If it had not been that I was with someone, I've listened to the word throughout my journey, but I was with someone who really likes chatting with me. So I had to, I had to listen to my friend who was with me and was really telling me stories. Telling me stories and slapping me on the shoulder. You know those type of friends where they thought they have to, you know, yeah. So I, have to, I also have to behave. Yeah, 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 it's working, yeah, it's working. But word, you see, expose yourself to the word. That's how you grow. That's how you grow. That's how you grow. Listen to your pastor's preaching. That's why we advertise the podcast. Every day, you must have the podcast, and every day you must listen to it. Every day, every day, and you must listen to. We have a product called the Macane. It's camps. You must listen to camps. You will even grow faster and mature faster and develop very you would you be a solid Christian. Never marry someone who doesn't listen to messages or someone who is not full of the word. No, ma- no matter how rounded her buttocks is, check. Check whether she listens to messages. Check whether she listens to messages. And he too, check. Check what is in him. Check whether whether he was he's just been dropped from hell or rooted from hell and, and planted around. Check before you take a demon to your house. God forbid. But check word because people have to grow. When someone is not growing, there is a problem. Imagine, imagine you are 20, you are 22 and you are this high. 22. Because you are expected to grow. You are expected to grow. That's a you are expected to grow. How do, how do we, how do we measure growth in Christ? That you are like a teacher of the word. You are a teacher, you are a leader. You are a soul winner. You can lead others to Christ and establish them in the faith. You are a pastor. You are a minister. You are growing. Not after 17 years, you are still saying, Baby, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a shepherd. I don't want to be a shepherd. As though you don't read the Bible. As though, as though being a shepherd or being a Christian leader is a first love uh, 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 doctrine. That's why you don't read your Bible. But you see, it's like you are stuck at the baby level. You never grew out of that thing that I have to be a growing Christian, must be a, must become a Christian leader, winning other souls and establishing souls. It's the Bible. It's the Bible. It's not the first love doctrine. Or a bishop dad ideology. No, oh, as a first love, you know, as a first love, you know how it is. First love. It's not a first, it's a Christian thing. If you read your Bible and you pray and you have the Holy Spirit, you will have that conviction. After you're born again, your spirit is a baby, isn't it? Is that principle number four? Your spirit is a newborn baby, it must grow. Principle number five. How many of you know that we're going up to principle number seven? 
5. After you are saved, your mind is the same. It must be renewed. Those of you who have been having thoughts that you are worried that you are not born again, be comforted by this principle. It's a principle. Your mind is the same. It must be renewed. That's why you still have some thoughts. And you still have some imaginations. And you still have some trends of thinking. You think along certain lines. That's why you can start your car and drive to um, your old girlfriend's house. Yes. It's a thought. Because that's what you are used to. After you've come to the front to give your life to Christ, nobody is going to, there's not going to be a brain transplant. You have to learn how to renew your mind. It's the renewal of the mind that brings about the change. How do you renew the mind again? Read your Bible Pray every day. A Bible a message and a book. These three things must always be with you. You must always have a Christian book that you are reading. You must always have your Bible. And you must have a message that you are listening to. When we see earphones in your ear, you shouldn't be listening to nonsense. Yes, you shouldn't be listening to nonsense. You should be listening to somebody who grew up in the hood and has made a song of his sufferings in the hood. How can a song, a song of the sufferings in the hood change your life? No. It's not what it's like. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like they can't make any progress in life. It's like the only progress that I've come up with a song of what happens around me. I'm a man I was living here number one. I'm a man. They killed my mama, they killed my papa, they killed my sister, they killed my this. I escaped and I moved to Hackney. I moved to for Hackney. I became a chain man. I be, ah, what are you doing? What are you doing? And you feel like you can relate with it. You've also bought it and you are soaking it. It's like, yes. One day I'll also escape from here and move to another area. You must be born again. You must be born again. And you must renew your mind. Singing about where you grew up. How does that change anything? How does that put money in your pocket? How does it give you a job? How does it give you a profession? How does it give you a qualification? By... change you how does it change you how does that change anything what does it change what does it change about who when you come to you say we should give you the microphone you have a song where you are coming from I didn't understand why do they hold this thing what is there what is there? You two, I can't even take a picture of it. <laughs> Romans chapter 12. 
is it the mind must be renewed your mind must be renewed you, you, you see you are very much governed and controlled by your way of thinking this is, this is strongholds anytime you think of strongholds think of thoughts when, when um, Paul was writing the letter about spiritual warfare he said casting down imaginations casting down imaginations and bringing every taking thoughts captive thoughts are entities thoughts are spirits So when you don't have the right thoughts, your whole life is going in the wrong direction. Thoughts. Bringing every thought, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Thoughts. Thoughts. Pray for somebody with bad thoughts that never becomes your friend. Or wicked thoughts. Never beca- or never even gets your phone number. Cursed be any wicked person who gets your phone number yeah. and decides to minister to you. May, 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 they, may they be cursed. Yeah. There, there, you can see. This is talking about spiritual warfare, spiritual battles, casting down imaginations. Imaginations are to be cast down because your change, your change, your transformation. Or cares when your thoughts have been renewed. Romans 12. Romans 12. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. You understand transformed? Changed. 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 Year 8, did you do transformations? Or year 9, in math, transformations. You didn't do transformations. You didn't turn figures around. Move figures around. Uh, you people. You make your secondary school teachers cry when they see you. He said, you are going to be transformed. The transformation, the change. The change. The rotation from a particular position to another position occurs, occurs by the renewing of your mind. That's why you no longer go to East London. You now come to go to South London because there is a church. It's a transformation of your thoughts and the direction, the direction your life was facing. It has changed by the renewing of your mind. A dangerous person is a tongue-talking person without a transformed mind that guy is deadly that guy is deadly that guy is deadly because he's speaking in tongues but has wicked ideas but he's speaking in tongues because speaking in tongues is a gift it's a gift that has come but the mind has to be transformed mind has to be transformed feel for the mind of people feel for their minds you will see someone's mind by what he decides to do and what he decides to settle for and what he gets entrenched in. It's his mind. Those are his philosophies. That's, that's, how, that's how he thinks. That's how he reasons. That's how he analyzes. That is his wisdom. So there must be a transformation by the renewal of your mind. Bible, a book, message. Bible, book, 
message all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. Bible, book, message. Read your Bible, Bible, read the book, listen to a message. And don't just listen to any message. Listen to your pastor's message. Not just anybody. Don't just listen to anybody. Listen to your pastor's messages. That's why we advertise our pastor's messages. We have a pastor. That's why we put him up there for you to see. This is our pastor and this is what he's preaching. Not just anybody. Not just anybody. I don't know what anybody is saying. How can I tell you to listen to anybody? I don't know what anybody is saying. I don't know what. You must have a Doug Heward Mills podcast. Both video and audio. You must have it. You must listen to him more than you listen to me. Yes. Have have, have it. Audio, video. Camps. Listen to camps for the renewing of your mind. If you listen to him, it will be easier for me to work with you. All those who couldn't listen to you, I can't work with them. They've all disappeared from my life. I didn't tell you. Sorry, I said it. All of them, I can't work with them. That's the only reason I can discover. (laughs) Who is that? (laughs) It's not that... It's not that they don't believe they have a calling. It's not they don't speak in tongues. It's not they don't believe in God. But I discovered that we don't share the same pastor. So it's difficult to, it's like, it's like I'm dragging a load, a load that weighs tons. Totally disconnected. I can't work with, I can't work with any of them. Not even one is left around me. If you had been around earlier, you'd have seen. You, you understand what I'm saying. Because they're disconnected. The mind is, when I say, we're going here, it's like, oh no, we can't, it's, it's difficult, it's hard. Have no roots, have no foundation. I can't. Wait. I can't. I can't. Because I know Amos 3 3. Do you know Amos 3 3? People are not people. <laughs> it says, Can two walk together except they be happy? You can never walk or have fellowship with someone unless you agree. Or you agree on basic principles. That's how you can walk. Yeah. Yeah. When I see people in relationships, I don't say, I used to, you see, when I was a younger Christian, I used to say, how, oh, why, 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 why are you going with some? But I've stopped. Because of this. Because when I see you with this person, oh, so this is who you really are. Yes. Rather, I tell myself that all along, I didn't know you. I've over-respected you, but this is who you really are. Because you can never walk with someone. You can never beloved know someone. You can never marry somebody unless you believe, accept basic things in the person's life. You have a lot in common. I used to react when I was a younger uh, pastor. I said, hey, why? Don't, don't do that. No, he's not mature. She's not mature. No, but I stopped all. Because I found a principle that tells me that when you see them together, they are the same. Why do you think? Why, why should I think one is better than the other? Why should I think one is better? Yeah, I mean, nobody is better. They are the same. If they were not, they wouldn't agree. But they agree. It means they are the same. 
If man is fornicatious, the other person doesn't mind fornicatious things. So even if one person is doing that, it's like it's okay, they should do it. That's, that's what they be, that's their world, that's what they believe, that's what they do. They should do it. They should do it to themselves. I'll be shouting, yeah, why? No, no, I stopped. Because he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. Oh, she doesn't mind. She doesn't mind. She told me she minds. She doesn't mind. I'm the one who is mind. She doesn't mind. If she minded, she wouldn't be in that situation. She doesn't mind. Why should I go and say, hey, no, 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 prayer. Do it more. <laughs> Do it more and go to hell. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't mind at all. It's a, princi- it's a principle. It is. It's a principle. It's a principle. It wasn't a blind date. Did anybody open your eyes before and, and, and when, when you woke up? There he is. A, a, a chimp is sitting in front of you. Or a, a, a duck is sitting. You went in. And you went in for a long period and arranged engagement and arranged wedding. You know, you, 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 you know a lot about yourself and you agree. You agree to everything about the person. Everything about the person, you agree to it. Yeah. That's who you are. There's agreement. Unless you agree, the level and the extent to which the person's mind is renewed is the same level that where your mind is also renewed. Other, you can't walk. To, you can't. I'm telling you, it won't work. It won't work unless you're a fake or a pretender. You can't. You can't. It's very hard to be with someone that you don't agree on things. You can't. But if you can, it tells me who you are. A message. As soon as I see your friend, I know who you are. <laughs> so this is the first time Moral is sweating. <laughs> yeah. That is true. How many of you can see that is true? You didn't know it was true, but it's true. Yeah. Because sometimes you, you like it when it's like an important person has respect for or relates with you or does things with it. But meanwhile, in you, you, are, you know you are not what he thinks of you. Yes, but it's just nice. People are not people. Have, have, have I told you that story before? You know we have oral exams. Oral exams on verses and things to good verses. So one, one the brother came. He was asked, quote Amos 3 3. They said, then he said, Yes, Amos 3 3. People are not people. <laughs> people are not people. So that's Amos 3 3. People are not people. He's not saying, Can two walk together except they be agreed? He said, People are not people. That's what he said, Amos 3 3. People are not people. <laughs> it's all the version, it's a lie. Renew. Are we talking about renewing of the mind? That's principle number what? 
So what's principle number five? What does it say? Everybody please say it. After you are saved, your mind is still the same. It must be renewed. Mind is still the same. It must be renewed. After you are saved, you are Ghanaian. You still think like Ghanaian. You still have Ghanaian thinking. Yes. If you are Nigerian, you still think like Nigerian. If you are Jamaican, you still think like Jamaican. Yes. After you are saved. After you are saved. Still the thing, the food you eat, it hasn't changed. Yes. That's why you see people, they're going to marry someone, they're crossing the culture, they tell them, learn how to cook the food that he eats. Then they'll tell them, oh, he said he doesn't mind that. He doesn't mind what? He doesn't mind what? He doesn't mind what? You'll you be surprised that you cook one evening. You cry. You cry over your food. <laughs> yes, because he will come and you serve the food. And he will look at it and he will do. Oh, what's this? Is it mad? Oh, oh. Your food that you've cooked with your heart. Does he know it? Yes. Yeah. No, she can't cook it. What should she? She cooks what she knows. What she's been brought up on. Still the, same. the mind is the same. Everything about the person is still the same. It must be renewed. A renewal takes time. Some, some parts are renewed, some parts are not renewed. Yeah. Maybe she's never seen she's never seen her mother showing respect to her father before. She doesn't know how to respect a husband. To talk back, answers back, repeats. She only heard, she's only heard her mother insulting her dad. So she also just starts saying things. I mean, you see, you see the person. Sometimes you see, we don't even know what we have learned. But what you see is what you have learned or what you are learning. And then perhaps if that part is renewed, then you see, you'll get some respect and then, then you, we get to the food. The food part is not renewed. The food part is not renewed. You see, you, this is what you eat. You eat this. You eat green banana and spinach. Green banana. Bold, bold green banana and spinach. Eat it. You cry. You shush. You, you, you sit behind the food and start crying. What you see? Bald green banana and spinach with bald fish. Yes. One day, I went to have a camp or a convention somewhere, somewhere far away. And then one of the prominent people in the church invited me for lunch. <laughs> I said no problem so there was this pastor friend of mine who also knows things I said okay let's go so we're driving 
when you enter, when you enter the gates of the house. It's a very big it's mansion. Mansion. Enter like this. You see it's a big mansion. They would drive. In the driveway, I heard a certain sound. Listen, listen. Look, if you make noise, I'll stop telling the story. I heard a sound from a distance. The sound was doom. Doom. <laughs> so I said to my pastor friend. This food is what they are preparing. I don't eat it. I can't eat it. I don't know what to do. So you have, then he said, oh, no, 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 it's not for you. It's not for you. I don't think it's, I don't think you are the one they have on mind. I said, I said, are you sure? As we're approaching the house, the noise is getting louder. Doom. 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 So we got out and we went in. In the house, we, we were sitting in the reception area with drinks and things, fellowshipping, laughing things. Then Madame comes out and said, Oh, pastors, lunch is served. So I said to my friend, You go first. I follow him. <laughs> Look, when we entered, beautiful, beautiful dining area, beautiful table, chairs on it. First, a bowl of water to wash your hands. And then, this original, original brown pounded stuff. Brown, I mean pure brown. And then my friend looked at me. And then the soup, he has a particular soup that goes with it. Smoked fish with other things so even the smell is different now my friend looked at me I said to him I told you, I told you. so I said to him I can't eat it you have to eat all can't now we sat at the table husband, wife myself and my friend four of us were there um Pastor Richard, can you please pray for us? Let us pray. <laughs> Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this food. We sanctify it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> then, he said, Oh, you should eat. I said, Oh, yes. I said to my friend, oh, Serve yourself first. <laughs> <laughs> no, because is it, the food, you may not, but the food that has been served is a delicacy. It's a, it's a real delicacy that I mean, someone has done from the bottom of their heart. I don't live in that country. I'm a guest, and this is what they are offering. You can't just walk away or make faces. It's, it's Bush people who travel and make faces at food and those things. It means you, you, you don't have much exposure. Yeah, every country has their food. Every country has their food. Every country. She asked Marcella when Donisia recently, we, it, was, it was tough. <laughs> So, just as I was negotiating with my friend to serve himself first, then we heard the doorbell. Then, Mrs. got up to go and open the door. So I heard shouts at the door. Hello, Then he shouted for her husband. Come, these people have come here. Come Then they went to, so they went to another reception area to go and entertain their new guests. And I said to my friend, 
God has sent deliverance. <laughs> you have to eat. And when they come, it will be a work spender. Both of us are eating. You have to eat. You have to eat. <laughs> so I had to take some of the soup and just put it in my plates. Splattered my plates. I'm confessing my sins. I splattered my, my plate. So my plate doesn't look empty. And I said to him, Eat. They said to him, Eat some more. Then I said, look, we have to go quickly. We have to move from this area quickly and go there. Because if they come and meet us there, they'll say we haven't eaten a lot. So I said, let's go. Then we moved from that place and went to John. They said, have you finished eating? Oh, yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> but is it, what I'm explaining to you is that you see, you don't like, he, 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 he eats anything. He doesn't eat anything. As he said that I eat anything, he's looking at your breasts. That's his real hunger. That's his real hunger. After he has partaken of that one, now he will say, hey, hey I don't eat, this your, this your brown stew. I don't eat brown stew. I eat red stew. Or he will say, I don't eat red stew. I eat brown stew. I want oxtail. You have brought snails. So I was interested in a certain sister once. I said to her, that, hey, this brother, he eats snails. And she got angry. I said, what? She? I said, he eats snails. I'll tell you, he eats snails. And where she comes from, they don't eat snails. They see snails as pests and slimy creatures. But I said, this guy, where he comes from? I said, I know where he comes from. They eat snails. They eat uh, uh, bald snails, uh, dry snails, different ones. So you have to, you have to cook it. And she was getting angry at me. I was I said, why are you getting angry at me? I'm not the one who eats. I said, he who eats snails. <laughs> he, will, he will eat it. Why should he stop eating because of you? He will eat it. He will eat it. He is going to eat it. You want to tell that you can eat uh, 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 sadza. Hey, he doesn't eat taxa. You don't even know what it is. That's why. God has told us what you know how to cook. Look at the food and say, I'm going to buy fish and chips. Good old fish and chips. Good old fish and chips. The mind must be renewed. The mind. Principle number six. Are you going to renew your mind? How are you going to renew the mind? Bible, book, message. Yes. And become a solid Christian. And stop some of the foolish things. Renew the mind. Number six. After you are saved, your body is still the same. You must keep it under control. First Corinthians 9, 27. Your body is still the same. Your body is still... That's why you still have the feelings you have. That's why you still miss him. Yeah. Have you seen First Corinthians 
But I keep this, this an apostle, anointed man. Listen to what he's saying. Because you are not saying this about your body. You allow your body to just move around. He said, I keep, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest, by, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. That's how people become like, almost like failures after they have preached. Because they can't keep the body under. Your body is like a ball that you are pushing into a bucket of water or a bathtub full of water. When you push it in and you leave, it comes back up. Your body, your hand must always be on, on it like this. On. When you leave it, you come up. You say, yeah. <laughs> yes. You have to keep this. This, 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 this are literally you have to keep your body till your dying day. Till your dying day. It's not for five years and say that now I'm okay. Never, never say that now I am strong. Never say that to yourself. You must be a fool to say that to yourself. That now I'm strong, now I'm okay. No, 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 no. Your hand. Keep it under. As long as you leave it, it pops up. Yes, that's your body. If you leave it, it pops up. Never say I'm okay. Never say, oh, I don't have sacrifice. You have it. Give us another translation. Darling, <laughs> I've not been nice to her today, so she's. He said, I discipline my body like an athlete. Yeah. Yes. Training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Yes. Train the body. You have to train the body like an athlete. You have to train the body. Yeah, you have to train the body. Train the body. Yeah, yeah I saw some writing, some, some athletes trained for 19 years to run for 10 seconds. Yeah. 19 years for a gold medal. That, is, that happens within 10 seconds. Go, Bishop, what are you saying? What I'm saying is that after all your Christianity, all your sacrifice, everything, you can lose everything in 10 seconds. Yeah. In 10 seconds, you are disqualified. Not even one minute. You know you don't last. <laughs> 10 seconds is finished. Yeah, 10 seconds is finished. You just come out and you talk like you are some, you know. But you know, you know, it, it didn't last. Ten seconds, you you had finished. Everything was over. Everything was over. Your anointing, your ministry, your healing ministry, your calling, your mantles—everything you've 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 released all into a hole. You are coming back dejected for ten seconds. Don't lie. It wasn't ten minutes. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. 10 seconds, it was over. 10 seconds, you had finished. Have you, you haven't seen how the, a, a strange woman describes a, 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 a simple-minded guy? He said, a piece of bread. How long does it take to chew a piece of bread? We will have communion soon. Count. When you put it in your mouth, count. How long it lasts. Yes. So keep your body under control. Keep it under control. Don't trust your body. Don't make yourself into Superman. Say, I'm okay. I'm cool. I'm cool. 
If I were some brothers, I would not own a smartphone. No, 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 I won't have it. I won't, I, there are some things I won't have. I gave a brother that advice some years ago. He, he went to buy some old phone that he brings to church for me to see, and then he has a smartphone somewhere else. And then one day, one day he forgot and he brought both. I advise him to go off Facebook and social media and these things so that just helping him. And then I whisper to someone like that. I usually whisper to someone. I said, he's going to get another name and stay on. And tell me, take screenshots and show me that he has gone off. So he did exactly that. And I said, it's easy. I said, you see, criminals are intelligent, but not very intelligent. That's why they are caught. I sat in my house. I remember, I remember sitting on my bed. And I said, this is the name he's using now. So I typed that name in and I found, I said, there. So I, I called him, I said, I said, you two check, he's there. Exactly what I said to you, he has done it. <laughs> I'm here, I'm still preaching. I am here, I'm still preaching. I'm here, I'm still preaching. Maybe he should be preaching by now. Or preaching somewhere by now. And I will be somewhere on missions doing some other work. But I'm here. I'm still here. You see him asking whether he knows where his Bible is. I'm here. The weak one. You see, I'm the weak one. Who's, see, let's keep our body under control. You are Superman. Me, I'm weak. My body has to be kept under I'm here. I'm the one preaching. Maybe I should be somewhere by now, having a program somewhere. And maybe he should be preaching by now. Yeah. But I'm here, I'm standing here preaching. When you see him asking, why is his Bible? I like it when you become quiet. <laughs> Last principle. Have you been blessed today? Or have I wasted your time? After you are born again, your mind is open to all kinds of thoughts. You must learn to think on the right things. Beautiful. You must learn to think on the right things. So it's, like it's possible to correct your mind. So to correct your mind, to bring your mind on the right things. To think correctly and to think properly. Oh, you're getting offended. Offense starts from the mind. Correct the thinking. Correct the analysis of the thinking. Remember Jesus on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. It's, it's Jesus' thinking that helped him forgive instead of being offended. He would have been offended. He said, I'm not dying again. I'm coming off the cross. I'm not dying. like Chinese Jesus. I'm coming off the cross. I'm, I'm going to fight. Yes. You can't correct your thinking. You have embraced offense and whatever. And demons, demons are sitting on your heart and reigning like kings. Kings and princes on your heart. Because you can't correct your thinking. You can't, you can't, give, you can't make excuses for people. You have to be able to make excuses for people. You have to make excuses for people. Like I was counseling someone once and he said, I'm, I'm talking like an African. It's a nice excuse to forgive me for what I'm saying. If she didn't like what I'm saying. Well, these are how Africans talk. It's, it's better than telling me to shut up. Because I'm talking like an African. It's true. Am I not an African? I'm an African. Was I not talking? I was talking. <laughs> yes. The only conclusion I can say is that I am here. I'm the one preaching. I'm still here. 
That's the, that's the only thing that I'll say. Because wisdom is justified by her children. I'm here. I'm here. You, you then on African. I don't know where you are. I'm here. I'm the one working here with my African uh, philosophies. Train your mind to think on the right things. Train your mind. Train your mind. Don't don't allow, don't walk by uh, secular sayings. You can you can you can you you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from making a nest on your head. No 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 no. When the <laughs> is you can't stop a bed from flying. If the, if the bed is stopped flying over, move your head. So does it fly over your head? Move your head. Move your head from there. And just be there and be thinking about things. Be thinking about things and start playing with yourself. They are all thoughts. Demonic thoughts. What thoughts will you have that will make you put your hands into your, your, your panties and start playing with yourself? And then you come to church with lipstick. Philippians 4 8. <laughs> finally, 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 first lovers, finally, finally for today. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. Put your hands in your pants, is it lovely? Will you want to call me after and say, hey, Bishop, I just, have a wonder- I just had a wonderful experience. No, I'm trying to reason with you. I'm just trying to reason with you. I mean, just being practical. That the thing that you can't report, say, it's not, it's not, it's not lovely. It's not pure. It's not nice. Yeah. Whatsoever things are of good report. Is it a good report? Is it a good report? Is it a good report to say that my former boyfriend came by and I, co- I couldn't get him to go home quickly or early enough? Is it a good report? Yeah, it's a good report. If there be any virtue, darling, darling, translation, darling. And now, my dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts <laughs> on, on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Do you understand excellent? Excellence. Things that put you above average. Your thoughts put you above an average Christian. Instead of allowing yourself to be a sub-average Christian. You're just your thoughts the way you are. Because what you are thinking is what you are going to do. Your thoughts are controlled from today. Yes. Principle number one. No, wait. Everybody, please. Everybody from the front to the back. Everybody. We write notes in this church. Everybody. Principle number one. Shall we go? Beautiful. Principle number two. The spirit of an unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. 
the spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. Principle number three. The spirit of the saved man is righteous and truly holy. Principle number four. After you are born again, your spirit is a newborn baby. It must grow. So you're a new Christian. Don't give yourself too much pressure. You'll grow. You'll grow. Stay with the word. You'll grow. Stay with church. You'll grow. Stay with Christians. Mingle with Christians. Mix with Christians. You will grow. You grow. Principle number five. After you are saved, your mind is still the same. It must be renewed. It must be renewed. It must be renewed. Principle number six. Your bodies. Ah, we've mixed a principle. We've missed one. What was principle number three? Did you t- say that? Really? You sure? Okay. Principle number six is what? Your body is still the same. How many of you realize that your body is still the same? Put your hands on. How many of you were surprised after you were born again, your body was still the same? How many of you were surprised? You were not surprised? You expected it to be the same? Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised that my body was still the same. I thought after I was born again, I would see human beings as trees or angels. <laughs> Well, your body is still the same. When you're hungry, you're hungry. It's not even more difficult to fast after you're born again. Yes. Because your body is still the same. Your body is still the same. It's not even difficult to come to church sometimes. It's difficult to roll off your bed and bring yourself to church. Because your body is still the same. The laziness is still there. Principle number seven. Yes, after you're born again, your mind is still open to all kinds of thoughts. You must learn to think on the right things. Train yourself to think on the right things. Train yourself. Train yourself to think on the right things. Train yourself. Train the mind to think on the right things. Help your mind. Assist your mind. You have to rebuke the thoughts and say, I cast it down in Jesus' name. I cast it down. Do you see in 2 Corinthians 10, 5? Casting down imaginations. And the thought says, I bind this thought. I bind you. Open your mouth and say, I bind you. When the thought is cast, say, I bind this thought. Don't just sit there and allow the thoughts to roll. And then you are watching a movie before you realize you are, part, you are acting in the movie. You love the seven great principles of salvation. Next week, I have another set of seven great principles. Beautiful. Stand to your feet and let's prepare to go home. Wow. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your great blessing.
Thank you for your word. Thank you for your message. Thank you for the direction you've brought to us, Lord. Thank you for hope that we have received through the hearing of your word. I want you to thank God for today. Just thank him briefly. Just speak to God. Pray for yourself briefly. Just pray for yourself. thanking him. If you don't have anything to pray about, just say thank you for what you have heard. Thank you for what you have heard. Because what you have heard it has had a great effect on you. A great effect. A great and marvelous effect on you. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Father, I thank you once again. Thank you for these precious ones. Thank you for washing us with your word as water, Lord. Thank you for the washing, for the cleansing, and for the blessing of our lives and our souls, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your great mercy. Now, while every eye is still closed, we are still in prayer. I want to pray for you if you're here. You want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want, to, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. Maybe today is your first time. Maybe somebody invited you to church. But you know you are not saved. You are not sure whether it will be heaven or hell. You want to start this great journey of walking with God and living for God. You want to start it today. God's love is reaching out to you. You want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus in my heart. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. If you're here like that, I want to pray with you. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Wherever you are, very quickly, just your right hand. Lift up high so I can see you. So I can see you. God bless you. Lift up high. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. You also want to join in. You want to join in. You want to give your life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my heart. I need Jesus in my life. Pastor, please pray with your right hand. Your right hand. I can see your hand there. You also want to join in. Pastor, please pray with me. I need Jesus. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to be saved. I want to be saved. I want to be a friend of Jesus. I want to walk with God. I want these great principles to be activated in my life. That I live a right life. I understand how I need to be saved. I need Jesus. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Right here. Come. Come to me. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus. You can still come. Come. Come all the way. Come all the way. your hand but you want to give your life to Jesus come I'm waiting for you come close your eyes let's say this prayer together everybody here let's say this prayer together say with me say heavenly father thank you for Jesus who died on the cross for my sins and rose up on the third day now say Lord Jesus Please come into my heart. 
please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Say, from today, I'll save you. And I'll live for you. Say, Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. Say, thank you, Father, for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You are saved. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. God bless you. Clap for them. Fantastic. Brothers, sisters. Brothers, sisters, we are one and our lives have just begun in the Thank you for your blessing today. Thank you for the blood of Jesus and the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for healing of our bodies and strength in our bodies, Lord. Thank you for recovery. Recovery. Recovery, Lord. For the blood recovers all for us. That which has been lost. That which has been exchanged. That which has been sold off. That which has been contracted away. We use our new covenant in the blood. To retrieve it all. To regain it all. To take it all back Lord. Let today be a day of recovery. Of everything that anyone has lost Lord. Let there be recovery Lord. Recovery of grounds. Recovery of of life. Recovery of mantles and anointings, Lord. Recovery of relationships, oh God. Recovery of our health, oh God. Ah. I curse diseases. I curse sicknesses. I curse words and diagnosis that have predicted death. I curse it in the name of Jesus. I declare recovery, recovery of health, and recovery of life. The 
let there be life let there be strength Lord thank you for the blood 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 it covers us it protects us Lord thank you Lord for the blessing of excellence and the blessing through the blood of Jesus the body of Christ eat it Blood of Jesus. Drink it all. Father, thank you that the blood cleanses us, Lord. It wipes away every history, every record that the enemy will want to use to keep us down and to keep us out. Thank you for the blood, the blood that covers and the blood that speaks on our behalf. Thank you, Lord, that every life here is a blessed life. In Jesus' name, amen. Take your seats like blessed children. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a blessed week. It's real.